The year is 2020. We're in the midst of social distancing because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And as I sit here looking at the state of our world and understanding that it's at this point it's only getting worse, not better, it makes me think what it's going to be like afterwards. What will it be like in five years or 10 years? So I'm going to write a letter to myself. I'm going to write a letter to myself explaining what it's like today and being hopeful for the future. So in this episode, we're going to talk about my future self. Prototype Productions presents the Prototype Podcast. I'm your host, Colter Wilson, and this is the Prototype. 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 Here is 2006. I'm sitting at my computer typing away. At this time, I barely had a little bit more than a dial-up connection. I'm reading an article, and I find a website in this article called futureme.org. I head over to this website, and it's not much more than just a web form couple of boxes, put your name, your email address, and then just write a letter and send it to the future. You can pick the amount of time that you want to send it to your future. It can be a few days, a year, five years, or even 10. It's completely up to you. But what happens when you receive that letter is kind of a mind-boggling experience. So I typed up a quick little letter and I sent it five years into the future. And five years later, I received an email and this is what it said. Dear future me, hey, do or did you really love Amy? I know that that seems like only a single line that I sent to myself, but in all reality, it's kind of funny because five years later, it's when I read that exact line. That relationship had been long gone. Things had changed. At that moment, I pulled out my phone and I filled out the form again. And I sent myself another letter. And that letter, I sent to 2014. And here's what that letter says. Well, I just got the letter for myself in 2006, and my life is very different. I'm hanging with Jameson on the bed, and the economy sucks. And I just got married. 
one month ago, and I'm very in love with Becca. Please, please, please still be this happy when I get this letter from myself past Coulter. Then I fired up my phone, typed myself another letter, and sent it another five years into the future. And I received that letter just last month on October 12th. And here's what that letter says. Laying in my bed with London. He's only 16 months old. He's truly the light of my life. I'm still working at the same job. And I have some other business ventures. Hey, we'll see if any of it turns out. See you in five years. Even now, after I'd been defeated, my enemy was beyond cautious. The super-powered, ultra-fast woman dubbed Laser circled around me. She needn't worry. My wounds were undeniably fatal. Getting punched and kicked by her had been one of the worst and last experiences of my life. Bones weren't just broken, but completely shattered. Internal bleeding was pooling in my abdomen, thighs, and... It didn't matter now. You know, she said, I couldn't imagine a more fearsome enemy than you, Mr. Butterfly. She seemed more confident now, as my body was taking its final gasps. The ability to choose a future based on your own actions and to impact the future of everyone else with such innocuous actions that drew no attention to yourself. I managed to draw a breath, despite my splintered ribs. How did you beat me? I managed to ask. Well, you would have gotten away with it if the world wasn't filled with supers trying to prove themselves to join the League. One super has the ability to detect evil in a person. Another has the ability to detect potential for strength in a person, and so on. But no one could ever tell the future like you could. In the end, we caught on to your evil deeds and schemes by simple luck of matching superpowers with each other in unique ways. Cooperation revealed you. After that, we simply needed to plan how to actually fight you. It took us years to plan. We needed to trap you in a non-reversible situation where actions that you had taken in your past had already determined and limited the possible future actions that you could take. We had to hope that there was a limit to how far into the future you could see. Or maybe perhaps you were just lazy and didn't bother looking that far. By the time you saw your own death, you simply had no possible action left to take that could avoid it. She was right. I'd seen it coming for months now, but my power had no limits. In a twist of fate, I could see myself seeing myself in the future, and so on, all the way to infinity. More than that, she was wrong to think I could only see my own actions and my own end. So yes, they'd beaten me into a bloody pulp. They wouldn't let me live either. They were vigilantes, 
Not real league members yet. No cameras on them. No real moral compass to speak of. In a last Herculean effort, I made my last monologue. It was tradition, after all. You supers never got it. All you know is the league, glowing bright with hope and justice for all. And you die for the league because you believe in the cause. But you never even tried to understand that us villains could believe in things too. I paused to spit up whatever blood was clogging my airways, coming straight from my punctured lungs, no doubt. I looked into the future and saw a possibility that perfectly captured everything and every way I wished the world was like. The only problem was making it a reality would lead to my death. She seemed to freeze in fear. They hadn't planned on this. But even after I'd made up my mind, it was no easy task to accomplish. See, I didn't know every super hiding in every alleyway, waiting for some poor criminal to be to a pulp. I had no idea what powers walked on this insufficient earth. So I had to make sure. My death was not simply some random byproduct of making my dream a reality. No, it was a key component. In every other future I saw, you eventually caught me and forced me to undo the damage I had done. Your plans to build a perfect trap with no possibility of escape only worked because I played into it. I wish I could stay and see the look on your faces when you finally realize what's coming for you. You think you caught me, but I'm exactly where I want to be. Because in the end, the only threat to my dream was myself. And with me dead, you're all fucked. Dear future Christian, hey, how's it going? Right now, as I write this, you are 27 years old. You've had a pretty interesting and varied life already, but I sense that we're still very early in the journey. Here's a quick snapshot of what your life looked like at 27, in case you forgot. You lived in Manchester in the United Kingdom. You moved here earlier in the year and you'd never been here before. You hadn't even lived in the north of the UK before either. You returned to the UK at the beginning of the year after three years spent living in Europe, in Estonia. You had massive homesickness around New Year's and Christmas, so you decided to come back home. You missed Estonia from time to time, but what you really missed was the good times. Just like your happy childhood memories, you never particularly missed places, you just missed moments. This was a realisation that you made in the year that I write this. The crazy year of 2020, that gave us unlimited time to work and think, for good or for worse. 
you resolve to accept who you are and embrace it. So I hope that the man you are today is one who always makes sure to appreciate moments and make the most of them. Don't ever stop taking opportunities or being excited about chances to do new things. As you realised at this age, it always brought new opportunities and new faces. When this reaches you in 10 years time, I sincerely hope that you are a father. Right now, I'm just not quite ready, but in a few years or so, I will be. I know that in life, it's often the case that we're waiting for the right moment and it never comes, but I'm a romantic and I believe that if I meet the right person, I'll just know. After that, I imagine everything would just fall into place. Perhaps I'm just being naive, but without hope and dreams in life, what really is the point? You've got to work towards something. I've invested my time and energy heavily into work, and it seems to be going well so far. But I've sort of given up in the love department right now. I hope that you are reading this and laughing at my worry. I hope that you are not sitting there alone and unhappy. While I have learnt to be comfortable by myself, I've also learnt that the company and the ability to share love and moments with people is everything. What is success if you have no one to share it with? What is love if you have no one to share it with? The time I've spent in this lockdown has really helped me to reassess what's important in life. So I really hope that you have your priorities straight. I hope that you put family first and that you are the father that you desperately wanted when you were a kid. I hope that you continue to take responsibility for your actions and that you continue to be honest no matter what. I hope that above all else, you continue to spread love and joy to the world. Never lose that. No matter what life has thrown at you in the past 10 years, as you will remember, the journey to 27 was not without its struggles. These struggles in life define us, and they are an essential part of the journey. But if you are alone, and you didn't quite find that woman that you always wanted, don't give up. Don't lose hope. There is so much more to life, and as you will remember, your 27-year-old self was single and derived great joy from creating content that made people happy and from the volunteering experiences that helped bring happiness to people in the most trying of times. You've never had that relative or special person in your life to guide you and tell you what you should or shouldn't do. And it was always a blur or a bit of a mess. <laughs> but consider this your guide, a message from your past self. Keep smiling, keep hoping, keep dreaming, keep listening, keep opening up your heart and never close it. Above all else, keep loving. Never stop that. All the best to you, yours, past Christian.
Well, thanks for sticking around and listening to the Prototype Podcast. I'd like to thank Christian Reeve for writing a letter to his future self. You can find him on the Christian Reeve Podcast or christianreeve.com. I'd also like to thank Caleb Peterson for reading The Monarch's Monologue. That was written by Heavenfall off of Reddit and it was just a really amazing story. So thanks for doing all of that for the show. And last, I'd like to thank anyone who listened to this podcast. It's been almost 10 years since I've done an episode of The Prototype and this was really, really fun. So I want to thank everyone who listened to this episode of season two. Not really sure how often the show will come out, but please subscribe. And every time we put out an episode, it's coming your way. Well, that's it for this episode. This is the prototype. <laughs>